0: Hey everyone, I'm Richard and I'm here to basically talk you through some of the uh, conversation points and the the real talking points of the prelim squads that have been released so far. So, the World Cup uh, is a month away now, or just under a month I believe... And uh, some of the prelim squads have been, um, been put out today and over the past couple of days. And I wanted to really highlight some of the main points I've seen in social media forums, uh, across news pages, comment sections, all that sort of j- all that jazz, basically. So we'll start with the Germany squad. Um, so again, some of the squads are final, some are 23-man squads. Uh, I believe Costa Rica's might be... Uh, don't quote me on that. There's some that are 35 men, there's some that are 26. Um, at, at this point, 26 seems so cruel. Um, like, I can understand a 35-man squad, but 26, I mean, it's painful because you know that three of you are getting cut, and it just feels like you're even closer to getting there, but you're not there kind of a thing if you do get cut, as opposed to just not making the 23 men Um Yeah, no, it'd be a bitter pill to swallow, which is actually one of the big complaints. Archie Thompson has come out and uh, complained about that with regards to the Australia squad. Uh, Real quickly, the Australia squad, uh, I was surprised not to see Jamie McLaren there. I'm pretty sure he scored a hat-trick over the weekend. So, really, a bit of a dampener on those celebrations. Uh, But aside from that, we'll look to Germany uh, to start with. So, the little talking point there. Uh, So, Marco Royce is in, I mean... Hard to keep him out of any squad, but that Germany squad is absolutely stacked. Even looking at just the keepers, you've got Ter Leno, uh, and Neuer, who's injured. So a bit of a, an oddity as to whether he'll start or not. I've seen a few questions come up with regards to that. It's quite interesting to me as well to see what they'll end up doing there. Um, Joachim Löw has a real dilemma there. And I believe Kevin Trapp was the fourth keeper. So even there, you've got a, a keeper that... Um, is at a huge club, but those top three keepers are unreal. I mean, they would definitely walk in as number one or two keepers at any other team. Um, I don't really see them. Um, maybe well, I'd say they wouldn't push out De Gea, for example, and maybe you know people at like a Courtois type of a level. But for the most part, I'd say eighty, ninety percent of the World Cups walk squads. Um. I think that those guys would be number one options. So it's unbelievable. Uh, but moving on. So yes, uh, getting back to the, the point there. Royce has come in. And uh, at the expense of Mario Goetze. Um So those those former Dortmund uh, buddies. But what I found incredibly interesting is the fact that uh, you can win your, your country a your World Cup. And if you're not informed four years later, then... Um, you're not making the squad, pal. Which um, would be a bitter pill to swallow for Goethe. I mean, I wonder how he's feeling at the moment. Um, and a lot of the commentary I've seen is rather interesting. It was um, a generally positive uh, reaction to this by this move by Joachim Löw. Uh Basically, um, a lot of the comments that I found interesting that I really wanted to highlight said the same thing. Basically, it said if England, prior to their current coach, because coach they've got at the moment is actually quite... Uh, fresh and forward thinking. Uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Southgate. I could have that wrong. Uh, apologies if I do. But um, they were saying that England of old, their issue was always um, looking at reputation as opposed to form, whereas Germany always picks on form. And this is like a uh, a real, real great example of that. Uh, however, seeing Joe Hart get dropped for this this World Cup is is um, very interesting to me. It almost um, it's 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 almost a Hey, we're this New England. And there was another player dropped from this World Cup squad, but it's it's escaping me at the very moment. But Joe Hart was a great example. Um, it's almost as if England is taking Germany's approach, which is, is amazing. Amazing to see it. It really is the way it should be. Um, but what I wanted to ask you listeners out there is, can you think of times where, say, going into a massive tournament like a World Cup, doesn't have to be, it could be a Champions League final, whatever, Uh where a player who's not necessarily on form has been picked over someone who might have, you could say, deserved it more based on form, yet has produced something amazing. Or on the flip side, uh, someone picked on Just Reputation who has absolutely bombed and flopped. I mean, one that I I can think of uh, is the last selection of Miroslav Closer in uh, the Germany squad, Um I mean, not to say he wasn't informed because he he I believe he's at Lazio at that point, um but there were definitely other strikers around that were of a decent calibre um so I mean there's got to be a lot more though and uh looking to Germany again, uh Mario Gomez is also in the squad, which I love I love that uh he reminds me, although he you know very different builds. Uh, he does remind me of Miroslav Closer in a way, you know, just a great poacher. And just one of those classic, um, he's just a classic goal scorer. I love it. Uh, you could say Muller is almost a hybrid, you know, he's he's that modern forward mixed in with that kind of a goal poaching, just ingenuity, it's amazing. Always seems to be there at the right time. But moving on, the next country I really wanted to highlight uh, was Argentina. The main comment that I saw here, as opposed to the one for Germany and versus England, uh, was <laughs> uh, it was quite funny actually. It was in Spanish, so I checked the translation because I wasn't sure if I'd read it correctly. But it it was exactly what I thought it said. Basically, it said, "After seeing Iguain's face in the lineup, I I don't have any faith in this squad, and I've given up already." uh basically they said that they did not read the rest of the uh the squad list because of Higuain being there now uh he has slowly put a bit of doubt in my mind as to because I already had this label on him of um prone to choke because it's happened so many times uh, happening in the Copa America finals happening when he played for Real Madrid which i believe is the core behind them picking Benzema over Iguain when they had that big dilemma um, and had to go with one or the other. Um, And also just at Napoli as well. But uh, at Juve, he did score those important goals against Napoli, so that, that did leave that seed of doubt in my mind, maybe he's a changed man, but it's happened that many times that I don't think you risk it at this point, especially for Argentina fans. I mean, sure, for us, from the outside looking in, you know, it's it's a bit easy for us to say, yeah, no, he, he's doing good again, he's um, trustworthy on the, the big occasion, on the big stage, on the grandest stage of all, the World Cup, but um, I feel like if you are from Argentina or if you are an Argentinian fan, uh, then... Those sorts of wounds and those sorts of memories of him uh, missing penalties and, and whatnot in such a, such huge games uh, really don't die that quickly. So I can see why a lot of Argentinian fans are quite worried there. Uh, Icardi was uh, another big name that was shouted out there. And to be honest, I would love to see, um, I believe it's Sampaoli still, uh, really experiment with this team. Um, the back line doesn't look the strongest. The midfield can do a job definitely. I mean, I think Lucas Biglia and Eva Benega are in there. Um, so there's definitely capacity for something good to come from this squad. But it's just, um, I'm just not sure if they've got all the pieces they require. I mean, um, of course, the last World Cup, they got very, very close. But um, it, it just seems like they're, they're always going to be that one step short. It could be a mental thing, or it could just be that reliance on Messi. Um, but the pressure definitely is on for this squad, and it's almost uh, now or never kind of a deal. Same as uh, with the Chilean squad, although they missed this World Cup, uh, the last two Cop Americas, it was definitely a now or never moment for them because it was their golden generation, and you could say that Argentina right now has a real golden generation of forward talent, but as a squad as a whole, I don't think that it it really um, it has everything that is needed to get through a whole World Cup. Uh, that back line just is too suspect for me, and uh Romero is a good keeper um don't get me wrong, but not world class either you know you would never put him in the conversation uh when you when you look at all those world Cup keepers and say, "Oh yes, world class i mean you've got some of the keepers for Germany, for example, I think all three of those uh bench keepers for Germany would get in ahead of Romero for Argentina so um yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not looking the best after um after their their slight and very close failures over the past couple of years. But yes, that was the main the main comment from Argentina, basically. That seeing um seeing Egwene in the squad has let a few people down. Uh but we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm quite confident he'll still be in the squad come crunch time. So we'll, uh, we'll see what, what happens. But there is such amazing talent there. I'd love to see uh, Dabala really make this World Cup his own. But, um, yes, we'll, we'll really have to see if someone can come out of the shadow of Messi and really give him a, give him a good partnership up front. So moving on, though, uh, keeping it to South America, Peru. Peru have had their, uh, their captain banned from the World Cup. Uh, So, the alleged story that was uh, put out there by the player himself, Paulo Guerrero, was that he had tea, which was laced with cocaine, and he was not aware of it. A waiter, apparently. It's a waiter's fault, apparently. Uh, So, originally, FIFA gave him a year's ban, I think it was, 12 months, and he was able to appeal that and get that reduced to six, which meant that he was eligible for the World Cup, which is all well and good, until Wada came along, which is a lot more synonymous with uh, a lot of the biking, the, the bike cycling cycling scandals, and uh, pursuing of Lance Armstrong, and uh, I think think, Eddie Merckx. I could be incorrect on Eddie Merckx. I probably am so <laughs> scratched that. But um, a lot of the Tour de France um, chase-ups and whatnot uh, were definitely conducted by WADA. And in here in Australia, a lot of the NRL uh, was done by ASADA, but I've got a feeling they have some sort of a, a connection or an affiliation. Again, don't quote me on that. But uh, WADA did really go after Paulo Guerrero, gave him a two-year ban, or tried to, uh, ended up being reduced to 14 months, which means he is not eligible for the World Cup. He's released a video uh, basically saying, you know, it's not my fault. I've always upheld, you know, my standards. And I'd love to put it to you as to whether you you believe him on that. So maybe see if you can find that video yourself and have a good look. Um, But it is if you are a Peru fan, a very tragic story. It really leaves the door open to the other teams in that group, including Australia. I mean, France is most likely going to really run away with this. I believe Denmark was the other. Um, So Christian Eriksen. Uh, but Australia is definitely the team to really benefit from this. If there was any team that, that Australia could, um, I guess, compete against who would turn the whole tire around or ho- turn the whole group uh the group's scope or landscape around. It would definitely be Peru. A win against Peru would be huge for Australia, so yeah. Uh, there is um there's that. Uh moving back to the Australia squad as well, Tim Cahill actually had a um there's a, a petroleum or a gas station, petrol station, uh company here called Caltex. And um they renamed four service stations Cahill text, and it sparked huge rumours that uh, Tim Cahill was actually, f- was actually picked uh, for marketing reasons and for commercial reasons. So uh, he's come out to defend that, of course, but it's left a bit of taste in a lot of people's mouths now that Jamie McLaren has been left out. Now, it is a talking point whether he will be in the last 23, in the 23-man squad, or if he's cut in these last three um is yet to be seen but it is a huge talking point over here as to whether he has really merited that i mean he is currently not even getting much game time for millwall after leaving australia and uh to be quite honest you, you always hear people say you know don't bet against the greats and that sort of thing but um you know, it's not looking the best if he does get picked because although he does, he did save Australia uh in qualifying, it just does not look like he's had the best time of late. Um if if Joachim Le was, was the uh was the coach, I don't even think he'd be in the final twenty three or twenty six. So it's a very interesting point there. You know, there's a few people on the final twenty six as well that don't have any caps, which would be interesting to see if they get kept on for the World Cup. Very interesting. Uh, but the final squad I wanted to talk about, or well, the final few. So we've got Portugal, um, who are looking a lot more deep than I expected them to. That midfield is amazing, and with uh, with some of those young talents in there, it's incredible. I believe it was Ruben Neves who was really uh, was really looking good to me, uh, to partner Moutinho, and to hopefully provide Ronaldo and uh, Silva, the two Silvers, all that service up front. The back line isn't as shaky as I expected it to be either. I had a good look, and there were quite good players in there, including Cedric uh, Cedric from the Premier League, I believe it is. He might have moved on. I can't quite remember. But um, yeah, no, that squad looked amazing. Uh, Colombia was looking decent as well. Uh, James Rodriguez will be looking to recreate some of the heroics from his last World Cup and show that form that he's been showing at Bayern Munich uh but moving on from there i also saw the brazilian squad now the brazilian squad there who i'm personally rooting for along with colombia in this world cup uh obviously chile not being there i've decided you know all guns blazing go for australia uh if australia fails go for colombia because compared to chile within south america uh they're the country that has the uh you know the least kind of a rivalry with Chile, and then from Colombia. If Colombia bows out, I'll hope for Brazil to win it from there. And if all else fails, I'll hope maybe a France. Um, that's not really set in stone, but I'm. I just want it to be interesting this year. Really, I'm excited to watch it all, and uh, keep up to date with everything. Uh, feel free to you know subscribe to my channel or to my uh, to my radio station here that we've got going on. And feel free to leave any comments and ask me any questions that you'd like me to answer in a future video. I mean, I'm always here to answer your questions and to hopefully, hopefully shed some light on a lot of interesting things. Uh, But thank you very much for listening.